35 years of my professional discussion or whatever you want to call this thing that I do, there were two subjects which I always found to be frightfully boring for conventional talk radio standards. The death penalty and abortion. Absolutely the kiss of death. These are what you do when you have nothing really to do. Uh, if it's a, a slow day, it's not, or it's never really a slow day in talk radio when it was talk radio because there is no talk radio anymore. You know that, right? It doesn't exist. Just like there's no Broadway, there's no, there's no talk radio. It's, I don't know what it is. It's just, and podcasting is good. Let me just say something very, very quickly. The best thing that ever happened to and I hate to say spoken word, but I will call it a spoken word, is the notion of podcasting. Because it liberated people who were naturally talented at what they're doing and interesting. And by the way, the bottom line to me of, of good uh, talk radio or discussion is interesting, not the way you sound, the voice, the production, the sound effects. There are some shows that, and I don't want to mention them by name, that I swear to you, I will not. I will never understand how anybody can listen to five seconds of them on podcasting. Conventional talk radio is even worse because of commercials, though there are some interesting moments there. And by the way, the future of radio is going to be AM local, but that's a different story. But just like in the 80s when all of a sudden everybody thought they could be a comedian and they had all these brick-walled clubs, ha-has and yuck-yucks. And by the way, a state of comedy today is at its absolute nadir. I mean, a lot of comics are, fas are uh, 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 fashioning themselves as modern-day philosophers. I mean, they're actually, they're philosophers. The country is so bereft of any kind of intellectual and spiritual leadership that they look to comedians as a means of explaining what's going on. And it's really bad. Replete with F-bombs, and it's just, I mean, I don't even know what to tell you. I, I, I sit back, because this is, like I told you, I don't really fit in. And uh, I was just uh, uh, following up some, uh, the latest news regarding Herschel Walker. Wow. Wow. Herschel Walker? Okay. We'll talk about that some other time. But in the meantime, today we're going to talk about Nicholas Cruz and the death penalty. And what happens when you have somebody in a jury room who says, wait a minute, I was threatened. It's called impeaching the verdict. And the death penalty itself is a fascinating subject. And it's wonderful. And I will tell you exactly how it plays out. Because people will... Never, they have never been able to understand the issue. The issue is as follows. The issue is not, did he do it? The issue is, do you want to live in a society where death is imposed? 70% of the countries of the world do not have the death penalty. We are of but a few that do. And people will say, it doesn't matter. You did it. It's the ultimate crime. You, you did this, you will pay. Other countries say, that's absurd. Why are we different? We'll talk about that. My favorite, my favorite question of them all, 
to a lot of people who fancy themselves as being Christian or hyper-religious, is would Jesus support the death penalty? I can tell you now, absolutely, positively, 100%, that Jesus would not support the death penalty. None. No way. Absolutely not. Murdering his father's... No, no, no. And by the way, Jesus knows a little bit about the death penalty because he was, of course, the victim of the death penalty, and he was guilty. I mean, after all, son of God, that's what he was supposedly charged with. That's it. So he, I mean, I don't want to uh, put that into specific terms, but it's true. And there's no way Jesus, oh yeah, kill him. Oh, absolutely. Oh, sure. Jesus? Do one to others? No, no. Turn the other, no, no, no. And and people will, will through the most contorted, twisted, logically abstruse reasoning will pull these things together to explain. It's it's fascinating. And they will look at you straight in the eye and they, and they will tell you, they will say, you don't understand something. And they, they their, their, their Christianity in particular, I don't know about other faiths, but their Christianity, they wear... Uh, as a, you know, as a, as a political statement, they will wear a crucifix, which, by the way, is, as you know, the the instrument of death itself. And you think you you would think you would think somewhere along the line, somebody would say, "Are you sure you know what you're talking about?" It doesn't matter because we will contort, twist, and force any particular ideology to to to, to fit. That which we believe in, we will just make things up. We do it all the time. We will make things up on any side of the political spectrum. But I think it is without it. The Pope has been, whatever you think of Bergoglio, the Pope has been, and the Vatican has been absolutely adamant. No. No. No death penalty. Imprisonment, sure. We'll talk about that. Because the other subject that people will go berserk over in this country, I can't, I, I, I don't know about elsewhere, is spanking. Oh my God! If you said a, a, a parent should not lay a hand on a kid, oh, forget it. You you will, and the reason why it it is so important because it is so base, so simple, so easy. The fruit is not low-hanging. The fruit is on the ground. It's, it's, it's the easiest. You don't even... It's all about emotion and anger and um, frustration and your own memories about when you were a kid and how you're, by God, my father and mother would... And you look at it almost... Longingly, oh, they love me. He knocked the hell, and that's and that's what's wrong with the world today. The reason why kids today are are the way they are. The reason why there's so much crime is because there's not enough. And you hear this all the time: there's not enough corporal punishment, not enough prayer in school, not enough prayer, not, a lot of things. And these are these are these arguments are so simple. You could wake me up out of anesthesia. I mean, a propofol fog, 
stick a mic in my hand and say, do the pro-capital punishment, pro-corporal punishment argument, I could do it in my sleep. There's no thinking to it. It's the easiest thing in the world. It's easy. It's easy. That's why it's so attractive, because there's no thinking involved. You did it, you're punished. That's it. Yeah, but you think it's a good idea? I don't care whether it's a good idea. You did it, that's it. What about the uh, insanity defense? I don't want to hear about that. It's crazy. It's crazy. The insanity defense is crazy, oxymoronically speaking. We're going to be talking about that. And please, I'm telling you right now, do me a favor. If this is a... I'm just warning you. If this sensitive is very, very serious, very, very... um, uh, I mean, if you are... If you become rabid, dare I say, almost... Not not Karen-like, but if you lose your mind. This may not be it for you. Because you're not going to like anything you're going to hear. You're just, you're just not going to like it. And I have absolutely no problem whatsoever in doing... I, I have no moral... This is, this is a weird thing. Moral compunction about any of this thing. Spanking, corporal punishment, capital punishment. I don't even even raise the issue of morality. Don't even bring it. I'm talking about efficacy. Efficacy, due process, accuracy. That's all I care about. I don't even I don't even address it. I don't even get to it. Doesn't matter to me. It's it's that's moral? No. We'll talk about that later. But I'm going to talk about something right now from our sponsor, and you know you know who I'm talking about, of course, My Patriot Supply. Right now as we speak, because remember, you're only given a certain amount of things to talk to. You're only given certain topics, supply chain breakdowns, food breakdowns. Um, remember, three things you need, three things you need in life, food, water, and energy. That's it. Government policies here and abroad for example, the Great Reset. You remember ESG? Remember Carl Schwab? Remember remember the the nitrogen rules regarding fertilizer? They're making life literally and actually more difficult with each passing day. And everybody is waiting for that next f- shoe to drop. Empty shelves, closed stores, closed food stores. It's going to happen. Preparewithlionel.com is what you have to look to. Preparewithlionel.com. Right now, Ready Hour Emergency Food is such a smart part of any self-reliance lifestyle. There was a time when people would kind of laugh at this. They would call these people preppers and losers. No, no, no. Self-reliance, emergency, emergency food. Preparewithlionel.com. This is still absolutely, positively, the, the best deal the three-month kit, and everybody knows, this is the most important, the recommended minimum for long-term emergencies is three months' worth of food. Three months' worth of food for each person in your care. It's time to prepare with Lionel, as in preparewithlionel.com. These ready-hour three-month emergency food kits, providing an ideal amount of food designed to give your body over 2,000 calories per day. That's what the average adult needs to survive. Unlike others and other places, we don't play games here. 
There's no skimping on calories. This is serious. 25-year shelf life. Your three-month food kit, sealed in six large buckets, sealable, waterproof. It weighs in at 120 pounds. This is as serious as it gets. You don't go into this unless you're serious. Preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com. And now you can justify getting a three-month kit for each member of your family because of this special $250 savings offer. And you have not seen this, again, since 2019. Preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com. All right. Nicholas Cruz, absolutely horrid, horrid. These people, my first question is, are they, and this is important, are these people, and this is important, are these people crazy? First question, and it happens on a regular basis, people ask the question, are you crazy? Now, how does that work in life? Well, in life, we use this particular term called crazy. He's crazy. He's daft. He's weird. He's uh, out of his mind. And people say, well, you've got to be out of your mind to do that. I submit, no. No, you don't have to be out of your mind at all. What are we talking about? For purposes of legal insanity, think psychotic. You don't know the difference between right and and wrong. You don't know. You don't know. You 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 are unable to. You you are so labored, so affected by this mental illness, you literally actually do not know the difference between right and wrong. Meaning this is legal this is not legal. And let me tell you right now, that never happens. I don't know if the history of humankind has anybody said, wait a minute, you mean what? Murder is a, you mean we're not, we're not. Now sometimes you can say, well, we're at war. I'm in the middle of war. I'm in the middle of some type of, of, of war. I'm in the middle of something. Maybe I, maybe I think that may qualify sometimes. You know, flashbacks, things like that. Where you're 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 transported into another place and time, and you think you're on the battlefield. Good luck explaining that to a jury. Because let me tell you what happens. As a former prosecutor, I will tell you when you see the pictures. When you see what happens, it's a different story. As you know, in the state of uh, Florida, as in the case of Mr. Cruz, there's two segments to the case, to the criminal case. One is the guilt stage. Did you do it? Did you do this? Did you commit first-degree murder? The second part is the penalty phase. Now that we've established that you did it, we need a unanimous vote from the jury for death. Anything short of that must be commuted to life. And then you're looking at the aggravating, the bad factors versus the mitigating or the, not good, but 
those factors, those considerations which might lend, lead one to say, maybe the death penalty might not be in order. Maybe not. Okay? Do you follow this? Do you follow this? Okay, good, good. I hope you do. Now, a couple of things to note. Very important. Number one. I will never understand how anybody anywhere from Alex Jones to you name it can actually well let me rephrase this how people can say I don't believe this happened I don't believe this happened I believe it's crisis actors or this person wasn't real this person didn't exist this person that we see here was in this photo here. I don't understand this. I don't understand it. Let me tell you why. And please, I'm warning you now, if you are sensitive to this, please do not. Please do not. Watch this. Do not consider. Do, do not continue. Normally, it works something like this. The crime scene and the crime scene photographs the videotape, the the production, it's 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 replete, and it's more than people can handle. Under 403, the rule of evidence, uh, both federal and state, uh, y- y- you you have to limit the amount of inform- the the data that are presented that are. How do I say this? The data, the information, I should say, that even though relevant must be excluded because of their tendency to inflame, confuse. If you show jurors nothing but the worst pictures ever, which accurately depict the particular scene, it can so freak them out. They can't do anything. So so there has to be this balance. A trial judge has to figure out, okay, what is the purpose, what is the probative value of this picture, of this presentation? Because if, if people are vomiting, we're, we're not, we're not going to get anywhere. That's how bad these pictures are. So why do I bring this up? If anybody claims that an event did not occur, if anybody claims that this person did occur, this victim did not occur, there is no victim, there is no John Doe Jr. or this, that it, what, whatever, whatever anybody says, how in the course of this pre-trial, pre-litigation, excuse me, let me, sh- because the first thing I would do is let me show you this picture, Mr. or Mrs. whoever claims this to be. Okay? This is a crime scene photo. Would you like me to authenticate it? These are the photos. Let me show you these. Look at these. Look at these. Do you think these are real? I can bring in all the people who were there. Would you like me to show you this? This here, look. Do you have any questions? Do you, do you do you think this is maybe crisis actors or okay? Next, death certificates. Here, this one, this one, this one, this one. Death certificates. These people, these people who existed before this, people who would who would testify. Yep, that's him. Yep, that's whoever, and that's him dead. That's him right there. That's number two. Number three, the, the existence of these people. Some, sometimes people have claimed they don't even exist. Or people have said, this school doesn't exist, or it's closed, or 
whatever it is. I don't for the life of me, and I mean this, do not understand how did it get to square one? Can you imagine saying you this never happened? How many, what, what do you want me to say? Here is a picture of this, and please, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I say this. This is a, this is a person. This is a morgue shot. Here it is. You think this is, what, CGI? What do you think this is? I don't understand, I don't understand how it got beyond that. What are people claiming? I don't understand it. Now, I understand the theory behind it. I understand the motivation behind it. I understand that which was originally thought. Many people thought at first, very frankly, that the reason for this was that this was uh, some kind of a false flag uh, event in order to enrage the public to such an extent that they might consider perhaps either repealing or abrogating the Second Amendment and, and that, okay, on paper, yeah, that makes sense if that's, if that's what you say happened. But that's not what happened. What are, you, what are these people claiming did not happen? I don't understand this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I don't understand it. I, 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 I do not get it. What? You can argue, well, did this event in, you know, uh, Vietnam was the Gulf of Tonkin. Okay, you know, 9-11 this. Or whatever. And you, can, you, can, you can say that maybe this was exaggerated or maybe the data was incorrect or maybe the, the causative factors, maybe this country was involved, or this country wasn't, or the fine. But whether a death occurred of an individual who was no longer there, I mean, just think about this. Have an entire class. State your name for the record. Who's this? Oh, that's Timmy. Is Timmy in your class? Yes. Was Timmy there that day? Yeah, what happened? Timmy was shot. Is this Timmy on the... Yes, Timmy dead. Yeah, that's it. I don't understand it. What are we talking... What are we talking about? Who's arguing? All right, enough said. I've never understood that. I do not understand how this got past... Whatever. But this guy did it. And he pled guilty. With no plea agreement. He pled open. He pled... Open, meaning, normally we say, whoa, 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 you're only going to plead guilty if they take the death penalty off the table. Other than that, no, there's no, there's no. <laughs> go ahead and tee it up. If you're representing somebody, if your goal as an officer of the court is to represent this person, to do what's best for them, what you will do, what you will do is to make them say or or to make them think. Um, uh, how do I say this? To to put them into the position where uh, they say, I'll go ahead and do this, but you've got to take the death penalty off the table. So I don't get it. I don't get that either. But anyway, so now we're into the death stage. Now we're into the death stage. Okay? You got it? Okay. Now, this is the part which is the most important. This is the part which is the most critical. This is the part which you have to ask, 
what are the aggravating versus the mitigating. Aggravating, I think we've got that down. I don't even think we have, you can almost stipulate to it. What about the mitigating? What? What's the mitigating? What's the, what, what is it? How does this work? He's young. He's a little pazzo, a little crazy. Now, the bottom line is simply this. Most people say, I don't care about this. I don't care. It doesn't matter about his youth or anything. What he did was horrendous. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how is it that anybody could possibly, could possibly want to spare his life? And that is something which has nothing to do with, with law. It has nothing to do with um, anything other than a feeling that you have. My position has always been very simply this. The death penalty across the board is unfair. Very rarely, very, very rarely do we talk about the wrong person. I think there was a famous case in Texas. There was an arson where it became almost 100% obvious that this person that was charged ultimately was not guilty of anything. It was, it was bad science. Oh, my God. Junk science, dental, uh, uh, dental, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Dental um, marks, forensic odontology, bite mark evidence in skin. and Oh, God, just terrible. And especially when you're that jury and you say, if you think he did it, and if this guy comes in and he's weird, and he looks strange, and he's not making any eye contact, and you see those pictures, again, plenty of evidence, which again makes me, there's ever been a case where the jury, we'd love to show you the evidence, uh, jury, but we don't have any. But just take our word for it. That's never occurred. Anyway. There are just... There was a guy in Florida years ago, Billy Ferry. Billy Ferry walked into a Winn-Dixie. And, a, and prior to his... He had, he had some kind of a beef with cream cheese or something... He wrote the manager. This guy was out of his mind. But wrote lucidly letters saying, Dear Mr. So-and-so, something about the cream cheese I bought that was bad. Make a long story short, Billy Ferry went crazy. He, he took jugs of gasoline, vats, jugs, containers, threw, doused the people with this lit a match, and incinerated them. And it was just... Well, unbelievable. It's just unbelievable what happened. And the jury looked at them and said, their skin liquefied. He was his. He was out to lunch. Now, under the under the, the standards of McNaughton, did he know right from wrong? Well, he ran and he hid, 
and you tried to get away, does that qualify? And the jury is going to sit there and say, I don't care. That's good enough for me. This guy, you, it is impossible. It's, it, it, it's impossible to ask a jury to consider this. Maybe why 70% of the country of the uh, countries in the world don't have the death penalty is because they're never, they're never asked to determine it. They don't even get to that point. They don't get... They're, they're, they're not... Get, they don't get to ask that. But Americans are actually given the, the case in, in, in the states that have the death penalty. And by the way, the death penalty, death is guaranteed by the Constitution. Life, liberty, or property... You cannot deprive somebody of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, which means that you can take their life so long as they're given, so long as due process. It's the same reason that applies to abortion. Under Dobbs, they say there is no due process consideration. There is no substantive due process for the right to uh, terminate a, uh, a pregnancy, or it doesn't exist. It's not in those parameters. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. It's re- it's reversed, reverted to the states. In the death penalty case, the Constitution says clearly it's legal, clearly it's constitutional, but the states still have that option. Some states haven't, some states don't. Let me ask you a question. Do the statistics show that when you repeal the death penalty, murders go up, and when you add the death penalty, do the murders go down? It has been said, perhaps maybe axiomatically, that no, there's no evidence of that. Now let me ask you another question. Let's say you're in a you're in a uh, jury room, and there you are. And then somebody, after the fact, says it's eleven to one. Somebody does not hold. Somebody somebody um, is holding out. And by the way, Florida provided for very liberal uh, voir dire requirements. You can ask a juror, Mister Thompson. Let's assume, and you always try to figure out who's the anchor, who's the, the foreman or four person going to be. You can always kind of, kind of, who, who makes the most eye contact? Who's going to be the leader as you're looking at the jury? Who? And you got to be careful because you want to focus on the leader, but you don't want the other side to use a peremptory challenge to excuse them. But anyway, Mr. Thompson, would you be as proud as being the sole holdout in a case that you truly believed to be correct, as you would be in unanimously joining the opinion of your fellow jurors. And that's one of the best. And you want them to say, yes. Now let me get this straight. You're telling us, you're telling the jurors, and you got to be careful because you're, you don't want to tip off to the other side. This guy is going to be a problem. You're telling me that you would sit there if you've got, you've got 11 of your jurors saying, wait a minute, what are you doing? And this, this is 12 angry men, and you've seen this before a million times. And you, do you, are you telling me this? Yes, you almost challenge it, but you're telling him and you're telling everybody in the room, the venire and the jury right there, or the potential jury. And it's tougher. Now, what happens if all of a sudden 
somebody finds out, as in the case here, that somebody, some juror or somebody claims, I was threatened. I was threatened by that. was threatened by somebody. Then we get into impeaching the verdict. Impeaching the verdict. Not impeachment like the president or whatever, but impeaching the verdict. And uh, I believe it is federal evidence rule, even though this is 606B. Yep, uh, jury competence, uh, 606, uh, impeachment, impeaching the verdict. Uh, The, oh, impeachment of verdict, 606B. Oh, that's not it. Come on, man. Where is this? Federal Rule 606B. This is a good one. Listen to this. This is the rule here. And by the way, state uh, state verdicts, state um, rules of evidence normally comply and comport with. Uh, rule rule uh, 606B deals with jury testimony in an inquiry into the validity of a verdict or indictment. And it works something like this. This is juror's competency. And it goes up here like this. The rule says, during an inquiry into the validity of a verdict or an indictment. One, during an inquiry into the validity of a verdict or an indictment, a juror may not testify. This is 606B, paren 1. May not testify about any statement made or incident that occurred during the jury's deliberations. The effect of anything on the jurors or another juror's vote. Or any jurors' mental processes concerning the verdict or indictment. The court may not receive a juror's affidavit or evidence of a juror's statement on these matters, except a juror may test about whether A. Extraneous prejudicial information was improperly brought to the jury's attention. B. An outside influence was improperly brought to bear on any juror. C. A mistake was made in entering the verdict on the verdict form. Now, we had this one thing in Florida, which was great. It's called, uh, uh, um, if you show that they drew by lot, if, if the jury voted by lot, they actually put a, they put a, uh, things into a hat and pulled it, go, oh, guilty. That's not a good thing. Maybe a dartboard might have been a problem. Let me tell you a true story we actually had years ago. Uh, years, years, years ago, there was a case. It was a misdemeanor case. I forget what it was. It wasn't a felony, but it was a misdemeanor. Traffic, maybe DUI, something like that. Anyway, the prosecutor at the time got a phone call because his name was in the phone book. This is years ago. He just always says, is this so-and-so? Yes. I was a juror. Okay. In the case you had, yes. The defendant was acquitted? Yes. Uh, isn't it supposed to be unanimous one way or the other, either to acquit or to convict? Yes. Well, that's not what happened. We, I, I thought so because we misunderstood the jury instruction. We thought that if it was anything short of unanimous guilt, that it's not guilty. So it turns out it was a hung jury. Uh, from what I recall, the next day there was a motion, emergency motion here to impeach the verdict. And the, jur- and the, and the judge said, well, did you poll the jury? And that is one of the most important rules around, to poll the jury. What does that mean? After the verdict, the losing side 
Always the losing side. Never the winning side. Because when you won, you want to just go. You won, that's it. The losing side gets to pull the jury in the seat. Juror number one, is this your verdict? Yes. Juror number two, yes it is. Number three, yes. Juror number four, no it's not. That's not what I voted. Ah. But so so to ensure that never happens, you poll the, the, the jury. Okay. This is going to be very interesting to see what happens as to the amount of strain. My prediction is they're not going to do anything. You're not going to, you're not going to retry a death penalty case. You're not going to do, do it. There's this double jeopardy problem there. And assuming somebody had a, did have a gun to somebody's head, you know, that's a different story. But it goes to show you what this is truly about. Now, let me explain something to you. I don't expect anybody to feel sorry for this person. I, I, I don't. He was what twenty at the time. He's twenty-four now. Whatever the, whatever the, whatever this. And he was eating someplace afterwards. Let me tell you something. In order to be crazy, in order to be legally, criminally not liable for a criminal, you have got to be so demented under McNaughton, the rule, you don't know right from wrong. You, you can't tell. And that's the problem. I've told you this a million times. If you had a client who all of a sudden who was charged with pushing somebody in front of a in front of a uh, uh, subway, and you said, "Did you know it was wrong?" Yes, I did. Well, why'd you do it? Because the voice has told me. What are you going to do? That doesn't work. You knew it was wrong. That's it. He's hearing voices, and there's no. Now I don't expect anybody. Not because people are bad. Not because people aren't aren't good people. But some people say, I don't care at all. I don't care at all. What reason this person gave? I don't care. And the reason why, many people say, the reason why the death penalty works is because this person will never do it again because we've killed them. And that's always, yeah. But it's true. That is true. And the reason why life imprisonment works is because... They'll never do it again either. Yeah, but they could kill a, a guard, and they'll always give you that one too. Ah, yeah, but yeah, you know, but they could they, they could kill a guard. Well, yeah, it's true, but I don't. You think that's what's going to happen? Well, maybe I don't know. And I understand. I understand. And that's the most important thing in the world, is to recommend to understand the fact that these people are not crazy. These these jurors, they're good people. They absolutely, positively do not, they're not bad people, they are not uh, evil people, and if you are a proponent of the death penalty, I understand completely why. I've never scratched my head, I've never said, God, I wonder why they do it. I, I understand it totally, 100%. And believe me when I tell you, when you see pictures, oh, most people have not. And I suggest you don't. But once you see it, you can't, you, you can't fathom, or as one of my friends said, you can't phantom how horrible humans can be. You can't. Now, hold that thought for one second. 
because I want to talk about something even more. Did you hear what happened? What Mike Lindell did? Did you hear this story? Did you hear this? My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, and this is from the Business Insider, and the others as well, was down in Florida this week giving out pillows to those affected by Hurricane Ian, and he took the chance to promote his product to them. He was there. Uh, he told uh, his company, told his company, twelve thousand items were sent to Florida. Seven thousand my pillows. Seven thousand over seven thousand. Uh, over twenty five hundred Bible pillows and over twenty five hundred blankets on a truck that got to Florida on Thursday. The people were so grateful. They were very friendly, and we prayed with many. Now, I don't know what to tell, other than to tell you that. And that same, that same man, Mike Lindell, with MyPillow.com, if you use promo code Lionel, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do. This, this is just part and parcel of not so much just this, the company itself, but the attitude. The attitude of benevolence, beneficence, charity, philanthropy, and the like. Now, aside from that, and that's nice, you can say, well, that's very good, but these are also great products. The MyPillow Giza Dream Sheet Sets, $39.98. The Percale sheet says it's over twenty nine ninety eight. Have you seen the overstock sale? Check that one out. Promo code Lionel. I I I think that is just incredible to do that to thank people for this. Look at them handing out just just doing something. This is the most important thing in the world to recognize the fact that there are many good people out there, and we can do one of two things: we can ignore them, or we can support them. And he supports us, and we support him. So go to MyPillow.com slash Lionel. And if you need a telephone number, which is completely fine with me, call 800-645-4965. That's 800-645-4965. Now, I want to make sure you understand something. In my mind, in my mind, in, in, in my, if, if I could do this, I know a little bit about the criminal justice system, and I don't want the death penalty anywhere near it. I don't want it as an option for anyone ever, because you cannot say, okay, let's have it only in cases where we're 100% sure, because in every case that the uh, death penalty has been reversed, it was in a case where it was 100% sure. And oftentimes, it is not about whether somebody did it or not. It's not guilt or non-guilt. The reason for voting against it is because the person didn't have adequate representation or, or didn't have the, the ability to put on a case showing aggravated. Sometimes, in some situations, a, a judge might give a, give a, a handout or give a friend, you know, help somebody and say, here, Jerry, why don't you, you need a case here. How about this death penalty? Well, you do trust in the states and real estate. You know anything about the death penalty. But it's okay. He's guilty anyway. Can I hire an investigator? No. Can I hire a psychologist? No. 
Can I put on special evidence to show mitigation? No. Is that fair? Some people say, I don't care whether it's fair. Was he fair to his victims? Was he fair to the individuals he killed? Did he show any mercy to them? Did he worry about them? See, this is why it's so easy. Being a prosecutor, see, it, 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 it's, there are so many... The argument used to be a friend of mine who was a great prosecutor used to say every day he gets up and puts his feet on the floor is a day he lives that this person will never know. This person will never see a sunset. This person will never see rain, will never smell grass being cut. This person will never, ever, ever appreciate. And I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely, positively, obviously true. Yes. And most people say, that's good enough for me. Not because they're bad, not because they're demented, but because they're human. And therein lies the issue. Therein lies something which we're going to be talking about more and more and more. It's funny. When it comes to crime, how do you handle crime? We need to retool and retrain people. We'll talk about this again. Remember one thing. When you put people in prison, some people you better keep there forever because what you're doing is you're putting them into a crime university. And when you don't put people in prison, when you have different kinds of bail reform or things called bail reform, and you let very dangerous people out in the streets, you're doing even more harm than by sometimes being too aggressive. I'll leave it at that. Preparewithlionel.com, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Preparewithlionel.com, mypillow.com, promo Lionel, promo code Lionel. Way to go, Mike Lindell. Good for you. And don't forget, Lens Warriors on YouTube. Brand new video on the current attack on our children, which you can be a part of in saying no to. Linz Warriors on YouTube. Twitter, at Linz underscore Warriors. And I'm at Lionel Media. Until tomorrow, my friends, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We thank you for being here. Remember these words, this valedictory, this adios, this coda, so to speak. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Ta-ta.